pipe level, four, two inch on up to uh, probably eight inch, six inches, you know, and then I got some great, a bunch of great conduit. I need to, I'd tell all that right cheap in, in pipes, I need to get them up off the ground. But anyway, 606 975-3103. Okay, that's 606-975-3103. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. You have a great weekend. God bless you. Have a great day and a great weekend yourself. Bye-bye. Good morning. You're on Tradio. Yes, I'm looking for a 20-gauge pump shotgun. My number is 481 8314. Okay, that's 606-481-8314. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good morning. You're on Tradio. Yeah, I've got uh, 10 boxes of 22 long rifle olive point shells and 50, 50 shells of the box. I take $4 a box for them. Call 859-358-8005. Okay, that's 859-358-8005. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, folks, that's it for me. I got all of you on. Going to have to get out of here. Before I leave, I want to acknowledge... One more listener in Chicago, Illinois. Thank you all. Glad to hear you, see that you're listening, and uh, hope you enjoyed the show. God bless you. Have a great day and a great weekend. Well, that's it, folks. I'm going to have to quit. So uh, thank all of you for listening to Blue Skies and the Bluegrass Classics. I hope you enjoyed it this morning. And uh, maybe you heard something today you haven't heard for a while, or maybe you heard something today you've never heard. But I really hope you enjoyed it. Thank all of you for participating in Tradio on the Radio. We certainly hope we've helped you. If not, you keep calling in. We'll do our best to help you. And um, we really appreciate you. I also thank all of our wonderful sponsors, because without them, we wouldn't be here. And so uh, what I suggest is that when you need something, go by and see our sponsors first. More often than not, they'll have what you need, and you can get back to doing whatever you were doing and save you a lot of time, effort, and money driving around, and and uh, that always helps. And you're also supporting our local businesses, and I think that's very important. And when you do, would you please tell them you heard it on WSKV? I'd appreciate that. Also, folks, always remember the most important objective in life is a close, personal relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And till next week, Lord willing, I'll be back. And uh, we've appreciated you. You have a great week, and always remember... Keep your eye on the sky, because we never know when the Lord will return. Bye-bye, everyone. I'll be working on my old dog's
Hey everybody, are you a gardener? You know, person that grows food or live off the land? Green thumb kind of person? Or maybe you're like me, kind of knew it gardening and couldn't really grow dirt. Or maybe you like to build stuff, be creative, homemade, do-it-yourself kind of person. Or maybe again, you're like me and lost a big toe to a lawnmower and part of a finger to a hammer. Well, whether you're a clumsy rookie or a seasoned pro, Eastern Kentucky Homesteaders has tips and tricks to help you grow the perfect garden, become a master DIYer, or just help you have a little bit more fun around the house. So tune in to Radio Air with EKH every Saturday morning at 1130, following Tradio on 104.9 WSKV, and we'll show you how to lead a more self-sustaining lifestyle on your homestead or farm. See y'all then. I'll be working on my old homestead. Eastern Kentucky Homesteaders is brought to you by the Bushcraft Homesteading and Preparedness Expo Show. Big Up Country 104.9, one of a kind, all of the time. Big Up Country 104.9, one of a kind, all the time. Up in the morning and in the field, breaking my back just to pay my bills. Love what to do till the day I'm dead. I'll be working on my old homestead. Welcome back, folks. This is Lloyd Creech II. Paul McDaniel. And you listen to Radio Hours EKH on 104.9 FM WSKV out of Stanton, Kentucky. Hope everybody's having a great and wonderful... Wet, muddy... <laughs> fallish, springish, summerish... I don't know what it is. I don't know weekend. what it is. Thursday was 80, 81, maybe even popped 82. I walked out in the garden before I came over here, just, you know, I had it disced up. I said, well, I'll go out there and find me an arrowhead or something. Yeah. I come back, I had mud up all the way to the top of my boots. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it was drying out, and then it started to harden up a little bit. And then the rain or the thunderstorms came in Thursday. Uh, anytime you have 80 degrees in this time of year, you're going to pay for it. Well, we had one that hit two o'clock in the morning last night, right at it, and I mean it was shaking the house. And uh, I hope everybody got through unscathed and nobody got hurt or nobody. Well, there was a tornado set down somewhere in Kentucky. Yeah, it, it didn't really hurt anybody, but it tore a bunch of property up. Uh, one come across the uh, Ohio River, what I understood, up around Maysville, and uh, kind of started in Ohio, come across the river, and and, and got somewhere in Kentucky. I don't know. Well, I'm I have for sure. But that's what I heard. I have some friends that come in on on weekends, and they live. They're Air Force people. And they work at Wright Patterson up there, and they said that uh, uh, tornado warning sirens were going off. Yeah, for o- hours. O- o- Ohio got hit pretty hard. Western or yeah, Western Ohio got hit pretty hard, and Southern Ohio and stuff. Uh, so just uh, pray for them guys and everything, because I, I seen some of the videos from uh, them. Uh, on facebook earlier and stuff and they got pretty hit pretty hard well i just got all my branches picked up out of the field from last year i don't, don't, don't want to do that again well i went out so i feed uh, uh pellets to my cattle every morning i put a 50 pound bag out and so it uh, equates to about two pounds per cow and uh uh this morning i i still have the drag hooked up behind my tractor and it's one of my homemade drags I made several years ago, and it works awesome. And so I've been dragging the ground for the last four or five days. You're dragging old manure up and stuff? And well, I drag manure, trying to cut ruts, and you know, old tractor ruts. Just smooth, smooth things out. Just smooth out. everything out. 
It's got a, uh, a steel I-beam uh, that's been welded to 10 foot, 10, 10 or 12 foot wide. And then it's got four or five railroad ties behind it for weight and stuff. So that I-beam will cut the ground right and, and then, then then the weight behind it will push it into the grooves and well and you're not pull, you're not pulling it with an eight end tractor either no, right? <laughs> no no a little heavy for an eight end yeah. and uh but that's what i've been doing so every time i go out and feed this is already hooked up so i just throw the the bag on the forks and take off and so every day it's got a little bit better and then the rain from thursday night for friday morning smoothed it off a little smoothed it off and it's it's almost like driving down the highway now so, well great yeah. and stuff until we get some more rain in here and I well, just don't drive rain. on it when it's muddy you yeah know, but. yeah and so i went out and checked for tree damage and stuff didn't see any tree damage which is really good because some pretty strong storms come through well here. i've been hearing for the last week i've i've heard probably three trees big trees fall around my place really? and they'll fall from right underneath the cliff lines because mm-hmm. the ground's real shallow up there anyway and it's real steep but they've been big trees yeah me, me and uh uh Teresa and bub so well sunday last <coughs> sunday it, it cooled off a little bit and uh, the the wind was just brisk and yeah, so, it was it was just cold. It was it was kind of it was kind of cool, and mm. so we we's out in the backyard playing, and me and Bubby's out playing on the swing set and everything. And Teresa goes, "It's too cold out here. We need to go for a jeep ride." And I'm like, "Shoot, yeah, let's go! It's first jeep mm-hmm, ride of mm-hmm. the year for us." And so we we piled into the jeep and took off, and uh, we just dri- driving down the road out in the middle of nowhere, and seeing the uh, you know. You're going to see tree limbs fall, you know, all the time. But the one that we seen fall was in the middle of a creek, and it was a big old limb, and it was a little bit windy. And uh, uh, just out of the middle of nowhere, you see this big, ginormous, you know, tree limb falling out of this tree and land in the middle of this creek. And stuff, and it, I mean, what big old splash and stuff. Well, and it, where I live, it's I got so many trees anyway because I'm right in the middle of the Daniel Boone National Forest, pretty much. It, yeah, I mean, it's windy. I don't take my walks, or, <laughs> but, you know, I stay out and around the fields and walk, you know, yeah, yeah, you, you know, because stuff don't... falls all the time. Oh, up there. yeah, and so you wear your hard hats. Down. Well, I've been knocked in the head with stuff before. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the fall of the year is the worst around my yard because I got all them black walnuts out there, you know. Oh, good yeah. walnut, you, you got to be careful with them things because they'll yeah, knock, I, knock your brains out. <laughs> I, I've, I've got a busted windshield going down the road in Paris. And in fact, I was going across Paris Pike from Montgomery County into uh, Bourbon County there, headed to Cynthiana. And uh, I was going down through there and uh, three black walnuts come off at the same time. Two of them well, hit the road and they'll, went, went they'll, the they'll, bu- they'll bust a windshield now. <laughs> and stuff. One of them hit my hood and come back into the windshield and cracked it real good. Didn't bust it, but cracked it real good. And then, you know, three months later, I had to get it replaced. But Well, years ago, I had a, an old Suburban. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the great big ones, you know. And I can't remember what year it was, 80-some model. But I'd gone grocery shopping, and, and uh, I pulled up in the yard there. I didn't have all them porches, and my house wasn't. And uh, walnuts were falling. But I, I had to get pretty close to the house because all them groceries. Uh-huh. Well, I was packing groceries in the house, and a couple of walnuts fell and hit the roof of that Suburban. And so I set the groceries down. I said, I, get, I better move that thing. Yeah. And I was, I was heading back off the porch to it. One, I watched one come down in slow motion. This is the truth, and it hit the center of that windshield and just completely shattered it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, it took the windshield out of it. Oh, man. 
Don't worry. It's, it's down not, there at the bottom. <laughs> it's down at the bottom. It's what's holding the, the framework together and holding it to the... Yeah, and it's not going to rot from the water. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to rot from the water. And there's not going to be any dirt touching it, so don't worry and stuff. I will use untreated lumber if it touches dirt. But So I had to go do this. So we lifted with the frame and the 4 by 6s we lifted it about eight and a half nine inches. So now I can walk in and don't have to worry about hitting my head on on the arches and yeah. stuff. So, but it all in all, it's it's a, a eight foot wide, ten and a half foot long greenhouse, and seems to be fairly well, you can robust. Start, you can start a lot of stuff in a greenhouse. That yes, size. sir. And so my my old greenhouse is at the farm. I've taken all the exhaust fans out of it. Took all the heaters out of it. I mean, you got racks and everything to put stuff. trays so on. I got racks to put trays on. Trace wants to put a, a work table in there to seed trays and stuff. And uh, put our uh, water buckets and uh, our garden stuff. Bubby's got his own aprons and garden tools and everything. <laughs> cool. And stuff that she she's bought him for uh, an event coming up here in, uh, next weekend, I think. And so he's got all his garden stuff. And so then our raised beds, you know, they'll be here in about another month. So we're going to do the raised beds and uh, fill them full of compost and manure and potting soil and sand and do all that and straw and do all that, mix it up real good so, you know, they the root crops can grab root and grow. And we're going to have three of those. And so we're finally getting our backyard to where we can grow in the raised beds area so well i've only got the one raised bed and i started a carrot my carrots here a while back but it's been you know it warms up a couple of days you know it's getting up there 70 75 degrees and then it drops back down cold yeah. and almost freezing and, at night. And see, yeah. nothing's you know, growing you know monday's high <coughs> is tonight's low so monday's high is 38 and then it's supposed to be in the tw like twenty two for the high for the low Monday night. Well, I've heard a couple of different stories on that. I think it depends on where you're at. You yeah, know? yeah, it, it it does. And so it's going to be cooler next week. Well, I'm going to start back to work Monday morning. You know, and I get up there daylight, and it's mm -hmm. going to be. And, uh, and so, so for you all that have the greenhouses, you know, run, get your propane tanks ready. Well, I had to refill mine because I I've been heating with you know on cold nights turn my propane heater on in there and that last real cold night we had i ran out of propane i knew the tank was low you know start you a little fire go get you a, a metal trash can or a barrel or something and throw you some uh hot logs in that with ash and stuff and throw it inside your greenhouse well i do that quite often too if my wood stove's going uh -huh. up i feel I, I put the real hot coals in the bottom of the bucket and then cover it with ash mm -hmm. and just set it on the floor in there and it it keeps it up yeah, it, it, it keeps it, you know. And then it has been, you know, by 9 o'clock, you know, it's it's warmed up enough that it's not freezing anymore. So, mm -hmm. But I've had to replant my broccoli three times now this year. Yeah. and uh, I've uh, never, never had to do that before. You know, with these little cold spells and stuff, this is Kentucky. So we had, so this last week was uh, spring, third spring or fourth spring? And stuff. We, we always had like six springs and that was like spring number three I or something know. like that. And so, you know, everybody's like, oh, we're going to go. I've already seen people out mowing yards. Well, I, I debated, but I didn't want to really mow the yard. I just wanted to mulch <laughs> walnuts and sticks out of the yard. But, uh, you know, once you start mowing, you got to just keep on doing it. 
Yeah, see, I'm, you know, I was talking the other day to my dad and, and my uncle and all them. We were standing around talking, and they're like, hey, we're ready to start mowing. And I'm like, I'm not, and stuff, because once I start, you're into it, and I got, I don't know. Well, I did start my mower and drove it around a little bit and backed it in the barn there. So I probably got seven or eight acres that I mow every week. And well, you I, see, I, I you see what I know, you know, yeah, between yeah. three and nine. It's probably close to 20. And so I don't want to do that just yet. I'm not even changed the oil and lawnmower yet. And so. Well, I changed the oil on both the tractors. Now, since I've got that old Massey, you know, I've got that six-foot finish mower. Mm-hmm. So I mow most of everything. I can mow way up in my yard with it. Yeah. You know, I think you can, it's amazing how, how tight you can get around trees and all. Oh, yeah. And, and, and so I don't want to start yet, but, you know. I don't but, mind mowing once it's time and it's ready. You know, it's something to do, you know. Yeah, but this is just March. Yeah. So yeah. I don't like to start before May. <laughs> and, so, and, and, you know, I, everybody learned a valuable, anybody that farms learned a valuable lesson last year uh, with the, the really wet spring and then the drought that we had last year. Yeah, it was bad. And stuff. A lot of people had a lot of good hay crops and stuff, but uh, uh, a lot of people like me, I didn't start cutting hay until june 15th yeah well we're not having a drought right now uh, we're not having a drought right now but who knows what's going to lie ahead yeah, yeah. in the next couple of months well as long as that water's gotten down in those aquifers good deep you know where the springs can keep running uh-huh. I, I worried about my spring last year i I'd never seen it so low uh-huh. and uh but it's gushing i mean i be i can run my hydro plant now and and i don't even need the hydro plant anymore because i changed those new batteries yeah and they charge up so quick just you know, even on cloudy days, they're, and here lately, they've, they've been staying charged all night long. Really? And that's, you know, maybe watching a movie and watching a little TV. Yeah, and see, the, you know, the batteries are becoming more efficient and more efficient as the years goes on. Well, these are just basic old 6-volt uh-huh. deep cycle uh, forklift batteries. They're yeah. lead-acid battery. Yeah. But they're better than those big 8D batteries mm-hmm. I had. You know, and much so, more efficient. And so, uh, you know, as, as technology gets better and stuff, and they know how to refine stuff, you know, better and better, you know, mm-hmm. you know you're going pretty soon, one of these days, you, you'll, you'll buy well, they, a they, battery and be done with it. Well, they better be good batteries at $380 a piece. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, uh, so, so the greenhouse is coming along. We'll start seeding trays, hopefully by the end of this weekend. And stuff because the cold is not going to bother the seedlings too much and stuff as long as the water don't freeze right and so um we'll, we'll keep it somehow we'll we'll heat it and stuff i've got propane burners and stuff i can send in well, like i said i filled four tanks the other day so I'll, it drops down cold next week i can yeah i go out there in the evening before i turn in you know and turn one on turn it off in the morning when i go to work yeah see now about eight years ago i did the big greenhouse i had uh, 2,500 plants or something like that. I was selling plants and everything. And so this is when me and Tracy was just dating. And, uh, uh, I, I had everything automated. The, the heat would come on, you know, and then the fan would come on during the day. Uh, if it got, got above 83 degrees in there, the heat, the, the exhaust fans would come on and everything. And lo and behold, that night stuff, me and Tracy went out to do something and the heat didn't come on and i didn't think about it because everything was already you know everything been working you took it for granted that it was yeah i took it for granted everything was working right because before i left everything was working right and then i get home that next morning and stuff and all, all my plants are still looking green standing up everything looks good 
and then the sun comes out and two hours later everything's dead yeah because they had froze and fell over when the sun came out yeah. and got the heat you know warmed up so we had to go back and reseed everything that year yeah and stuff but you know well, i've never had to do like a have this is the third time i've had to go in there and reseed you know and it's been my fault every time because the, well the last time because i ran out of propane in the middle of the night and uh-huh. i just didn't have any more i thought i had a full tank and i didn't well you got that big 500 gallon cylinder sitting over there just pop to it yeah that's a long ways over to that garden <laughs> <laughs> i ain't got that much pipe laying around oh come on paul but surely yeah. you can figure something out well i did i went and then filled four propane tanks up <laughs> but uh so it's it's you know it's getting that time of year to where everybody's you know gung-ho about gardening and so we're going to do raised beds in the mount sterling house uh camargo farm i got the uh, uh where i grew the tomatoes and cucumbers last year they're all healed up and everything and I haven't got any plowing done. I ain't took the stuff out from last year yet. Well, I've probably dissed five times now, you know, and what's happened is, you know, I'll, I'll disc it because stuff started turning green out there, all that weedy stuff, you know. And yeah. So I, I want to disc it, and you know, on good hot sunny days, and it kills that out. But then it's just, uh, it rains and gets cool, and then all of a sudden all that green stuff's back again. Yeah. You know, and if you don't get it knocked out before you start planting, you know, then you got a real real time with a hoe out there. Uh-huh. You can only run a tiller so much in the garden, and then. Well, don't till no more. Go get you some black plastic and, and be like. I ain't having that plastic all over the place. Oh, it's not that hard. You how big? Me? How big is your garden, Lloyd? Uh, mine's a sixth of an acre. Mine's probably a quarter of an acre. So, yeah, so that's a lot of plastic. It is pick. a lot of plastic, but it's it's then well it up worth every, it. Yeah, it's very well worth it when when it comes to having to weed because you don't have to weed nothing. Well, okay, young man. When you get yours down, you come up there and help the old man put his. <laughs> uh, you order, I will put it down <laughs> I for like you. I to do it, but I, I'm not going to. And in fact, this year I'm going to do another mound and stuff, and that's where you put the logs down, and then you put uh, the branches on top of it, and then you put the straw and hay on it, the used straw and hay, and then you fill that with dirt or soil on top of that and make you just a huge mound. And stuff. It could be three foot tall. It could be six foot tall. However, you know, if you got the equipment and stuff to uh, to haul the uh, compost in and put on there and stuff. Now I'm using one year old, two year old compost to do it, but I'm using compost. And then I'm going to put the fabric on it and stuff, so the weeds don't come through it. But the fabric also lets the water penetrate. Right. But the weeds and stuff do not penetrate, and so then you just uh, burn you a hole in the plastic, put your plant in there, and then it will grow up and, and, and out. And well, it gets good rooting, too, with all yeah, that loose stuff. Yeah, it good rooting, and, and then it's a living ground that you're doing it because it's got limbs and trees in it, and it's got uh, hay and straw and, and, you know, all that stuff. So it's... it's Well, that's constantly composting down, too, uh, so... And that's what I'm going to try for this year. So that's my, you know... Well, I'm still kind of old-fashioned, old you know, work the ground up put seeds in it and grow and that, there's nothing wrong with that but uh it's I, a job though it, it's a job and and you know at your age go cut <laughs> go cut you some cedar trees down and mill them and build you some raised beds make yeah. it easier on yourself yeah, well, uh, just saying uh, yeah anyway. i thought it'll, i'll put that on the list lloyd hey you can take off work anytime you want 
and stuff. I would. I, that's just what I'm saying. Today. I don't know. I took off work for a week now, and you know, I'm ready to go back to work so I can start taking it easy again. <laughs> just staying home, trying to take care of uh, stuff at home, is a job. It is. It is. It, it, you know, I've been doing a lot of mechanic, and I finally put a, a, a hub on that old ton truck of mine that I've been looking for a hub for ten years. Yeah. And uh, I got into a mess on it because I, I, I bought the hub out of a junkyard and it didn't have the lockout on it, the front hub. So I w- put all that, I cleaned it all up, you know, and put all that on the truck and, and then found out my lockout that came off my truck, old hub, wouldn't fit it. <laughs> oh, man. So I had to go down to the barn, you know, and dump everything upside down. I'd been in there for the last 10, 15 years and found the lockout to fit it. And But it, it took me, you were talking about two days putting a greenhouse together. I was about three days putting a hub on that truck. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, the instructions said two days. It's been five well, like days I said, now. Like I said, you didn't pick the right two days to do it. No, I didn't. Evidently not, because I had to go back and redo a lot of stuff on it, and it still ain't done yet. So, well, I've been helping neighbors too. I've been helping Sandra down there. You know, Moonshine Mike's, you know, wife, mm-hmm. and she couldn't get anybody to come help her clean up around that barn, and and uh, so I started. I, she had some blue plastic barrels down there. Mike could use for mash barrels. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted one of them. She told me to take them all, so I did. Oh, I had a cute little story there, too. One of them had some mash that was, had gotten solid in the bottom of it. Yeah. And you could smell it, uh, but I couldn't get it to drop out of the barrel. Uh-huh. So I took them all up behind the barn. They're like 30-gallon plastic uh-huh. drums, blue ones. So I put them in the drip edge of the barn roof last yesterday. And apparently I didn't get them close enough to fill full water in that rain. But uh-huh. I was down there getting the tractor today, and, boy, I could smell that mash where it gotten wet uh-huh. and it smelled like being in bardstown if anybody's ever been down there and uh, that's all you smell is old beer you know but i went around and looked in that barrel and there was a raccoon down in there <laughs> and he'd got himself in there and he'd been eating that mash and he was soaking wet and he was just as drunk as a skunk <laughs> <laughs> and i turned the barrel over you know and you know he wasn't drowning it wasn't really that much water in there yeah but he had the goofiest look on that little, poor little coon face. You know? <laughs> I talked to him for a while, and he finally staggered out of there and went staggering over towards the creek. And he was, I said, poor little feller. But uh, several animal stories. You know, if you all remember, I was telling about the cougars getting the coyotes up yeah. there at the top of the hill. Well, two spots and I take a walk every evening, and basically in the same spot. Uh, the big creek down there below my barn she all of a sudden perked up and went down there there was a doe laying in the creek something had broke its neck and oh, completely man. gutted it wow and it, I, i'd take the tractor and pull it out of the creek but it wasn't shot or anything you know and it was it didn't float down there yeah. it, something had killed it right there wow and all it went for was a soft belly on it didn't eat any of the meat uh-huh. but the neck was broke yeah so it was something pretty good size got a hold of that. Probably that cat you was talking about up there the other day. Yeah, but we had two of them there for a while, so. Yeah, so. So I'm worried about, you know, two spots wants to go down to that old deer now. Yeah. I don't want her down there, you know, if that cat comes back, mm-hmm. decides it wants that deer. You know, I don't want to go down there now. <laughs> yeah, I understand that stuff, especially, you know, two spots getting some age on her, too. So. Yeah, she, she's up there now. And so, what, 15? No, she'll be 16 if she makes it till. I thought she was older, but I got to checking into it. Uh, she makes it the first week of April. She'll be 16. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, but she can't hear anymore. I yeah. mean, you can whistle real loud right at her. She just starts looking around, trying to figure out where it's coming from. Yeah. And uh, it seems like she can see way far off, but she can't see in front of her. Yeah. She'll run into stuff. and. That's me, you know. I can see real far off, but I can't see nothing up close. Well, I got to wear reading glasses too, but I'm not real bad with it. But uh, 
Yeah, so yeah, that's what's been going on. Yeah. Well, I did tell you. I found out if you remember, Lloyd was talking about how the, why the chicken crossed the road. Yeah. You know, it proved to the possum that could be done. Uh huh. Well, I found out just the exact reason that chicken crossed the road. Was that squirrels were chasing it? <laughs> <laughs> so where, where did you witness this one at? Have you seen the squirrels running around the mountains right now? No, you can't I... drive for them. <laughs> if there was a chicken out there, he'd be getting away from them squirrels. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> huh. That's, that's pretty good. I like that one. Yeah. But, uh, see, what else can we talk about, Paul? We, we don't have the ads to do this week. Oh, we don't. That, that's all done yeah, with? That's all done with now. Well, um, I... In, in fact, this this weekend is, is when that's going on down there in Knox, oh, is it? Knox County. Yeah. And stuff at the Sportsplex and stuff. So. Well, I wanted to kind of just get something off my chest a little bit, you know, and I think this might help a lot of people. Uh... And I'm sure a lot of the older people live up around the mountains and are having the same problem. Uh, young people on four-wheelers and, and side-by-sides, uh-huh. thinking every little old road is they have a right-of-way on it. Yeah. You know, and they've been causing quite a bit of disturbance up in my area. And uh, young people just, out there... Just like you said before we come on to the show and stuff, every piece of land is it, owned by somebody. Yes. And and so if, just if it, because it ain't, you know, it's it's grown up a little bit, don't mean nobody don't own it. Well, even if it's government property, uh-huh. you know, that, that doesn't give you a right to just go out there and start riding around on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to be posted. They got, you know, over in Lee County, just on the other side of us, they got a place called Hollerwood. Yeah. It's old oil field, you know, and they've opened that up to all four-wheelers. And, and they got trails that run through Patsy and Pilot and, and back through Mountain Springs. And they're... They're roads that are, are allowable. You can ride on them. Yeah. But these people are coming in from everywhere, and they ain't got a lick of sense. And they say, oh, let's, let's take this little road. Uh-huh. You know, they don't even see a sign that says, no trespassing, do not enter. You know, yeah. they're going to just plow down through it anyway. But, uh, you know, we had a bunch come down the, the hill on me during that big rain, and they had to take their side-by-sides and go across that creek down there. And, yeah. You know, if something happened, it would have drowned them. And, you know, that hill's dangerous to begin uh-huh. with. Well, they went there, and they went up to the neighbors, got on his uh, runway up there and caused damage. And then they turned around and went on uh, some private property that they hadn't been lived on for years and got stuck on it. Uh-huh. And the owners were in today saying no. They started putting up signs. But it's I, – I talked to a, a, a guy I know is a surveyor. Uh-huh. He's my age. Well, they run up through his private road and got in his tree, his uh, fruit orchard, young fruit orchard, and ran over all his fruit trees. Oh, man. And then got upset with him. Yeah. You know, so guys got their boys and girls, you know, uh, don't just grab a road and go on it. Uh-huh. If you want to go down there and see what's down there, get off and walk down and ask permission or something, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, don't take taking off, you know, because it's, uh, I'm not going to put up with it anymore, and I talked to a few of my neighbors and they're not going to put up with it anymore. well you know over on jeffersonville and stuff on my jville farm over there i had to put up one of my gates back up and lock it again because of the four-wheelers because of the four-wheelers and motorcycles and stuff like that well, so we didn't have that 10 years ago to worry know, about you know we don't have a fence on our farm for a reason because we didn't get paid enough money to fence it off after the road came through and uh, there's nothing there. We don't farm it no more and stuff. We cut some hay off of it every now and then, but it's still our land. And right. There's no trespassing signs on private it. Private property. And stuff. We do own it, 
you know, if you want to come ride, go to Hollerwood and ride. Go yeah. on the main road. Go to one of the official places where they allow you to ride. Yeah. Go do that stuff. Don't come on my property and tear up my hay fields and everything. Just so you can get a little bit of enjoyment and stuff, because... Well, I don't want to see anybody killed on my place. Yeah. You know, we had a guy turn the tractor over coming. You know what hill I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. It's dangerous. Uh-huh. I wrecked two vehicles in a week here just a while back. Uh-huh. You know, we had a guy turn a tractor over on top of him. You know, six months later, he died from his injuries. That hill is dangerous. Yes. And to have a bunch of young people that we don't even know, don't have any idea how confident they are in their driving abilities, anything can happen. I, you lose a breaker, steering gear breaker, anything, yeah. you know. It's not a joyride trail. Uh-huh. And those creeks will get you, too. When they're up like they are right now, you know, they'll knock you down. Yeah. You know, and they're bringing their little baby children and, and stuff, you know. It's just, uh, it's, they're, they're lacking in any kind of good judgment, common yeah. sense. But guys out there, you know, be careful where you're riding. Yeah. Because times are getting ready to change on that. There's a lot of re- people that are very, very upset. Yeah. 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 Ask for permission before you go. Yes. They don't. You know, it's not one of those where you ask forgiveness after you've done it. You better ask for permission before you do it. So. Mm-hmm. Because you end up in some trouble. Yeah. And so, uh, especially you know, up in that neck of the woods, anyway, and stuff. It's rough country up in there, anyway. So. Well, it's like my particular road. It's my right away. You know, I went to the courthouse about it, and they said shut her down if you want to. Yeah. You know, I talked to the man that surveyed it. Been doing it all his life. He said shut her down if you want to. Yeah. You know, and stuff, and so. I don't want to have to stop and open a gate every time I'm going, coming out. I open a gate every time I want to go in, you know. But yeah. I want people to respect it. I understand that stuff. So just, just you know, think about it before you do it. Well, respect. Yeah. People, it's something people don't have this in this world anymore. One of the tools that have been the lost art. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I was talking about art. So me and Paul's kind of talked about it. I called John and, and ran it by him. Talk to Angela and hear about it and stuff. I am looking for people that's got skills, uh, uh, skills even if it's coming from herbs on trying to make herbs for medicinal purposes, or um, people that have skills like I, I do sp- spoon making or or uh, turning wood or pen making whatever. I'm looking for these people and stuff. Uh, if you know of anybody, uh, let let us know one eight five nine five eight five five one three one. It's seeds. If you do a lot of seeds or, or you know different um, sustainable arts or crafts and stuff, we are trying to put together a fair of sorts. We don't know when. We don't know where yet. It's very fresh. And stuff. It's an idea that we're trying to get rolling. And so, if you know people or would like to partake in this event, let us know. And stuff. I'm new. We used to have classes years ago and stuff. We did solar energy. We did uh, meets and greets. We did different classes, you know, before COVID and all that. I'm going to get back into that through Eastern Kentucky Homesteaders Radio Hour with EKH and uh different people and so we're looking for people of like-minded that listen to their show and um can contact us and put your thoughts in on it and everything what i would like to see is people that do this or do art or do crafts uh, cook 
Uh, Come set up and teach people and show your skill during the fair. Right. And stuff. It could be a one-day event. It could be a two-day event. Who knows? We don't know yet. And stuff. We're looking for property to do it on. We are looking for people to set up on it. The one condition I have is I would like to see the... If you're trying to sell something, I would like to see you make it. Right. Or teach people about it mm-hmm. and stuff instead of sitting there trying just to sell something. Well, I used to, years ago, back when I was younger, I used to go to all the, well, not all of them, but quite a few of them, the uh, music festivals and the fair down in Irvine and all that and new logs. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I'm just not able to do that anymore. But uh, I made a sale one time. I was I was sitting there with a couple of boys in the back of the old truck at the end of the day, and, and I'd raked up a bunch of the log ewans, you know, pieces and chips. Uh-huh. And this family, from, I remember them, they were from Ohio that came down, and the guy started picking up chips of the wood, and he goes, look at these. These are authentic wood chips off of huge logs. And he looked at me, and he says, how much do you get for these? <laughs> and I had Pepper Hardy and his daddy H.T. sitting there with me, you know. And uh, I said, well, I, I, I handed him a plastic shop bag. I said, I'd normally get $5 a bag. Well, and he filled the bag up and handed me $5 and walked off. H.T. looked at me. He said, I can't believe you've done that to them. I said, well, they, you know, they want, they're probably still got them, you know. Yeah, probably, yeah. probably still. Yeah. And stuff. But I am looking for people of like-mindedness like us and and uh, that has a skill or a trade that you like to teach or, or... Well, about the best I can do anymore, Lloyd, is I can twiddle uh, both my thumbs in, in a different direction oh, at the same oh, time. Oh, don't even, don't <laughs> even go there. You live out in the middle of nowhere you're off grid and stuff yeah and and be hard kind of hard to teach some of my stuff though i don't know how i could drag it all in there well you know we, we can figure it out and yeah. stuff but we're, we're looking for people like that and stuff like us and uh, uh we'd like to put a show or a, a fair together that'd be great and uh uh it's not a preparedness fair it's not a, a homesteading fair per se it's it's a learn a live and learn fair. Well, it sounds like just a good fun time too. It's a good fun time putting like-minded people together, and and doing stuff like that. If you've got a rope making machine, if you've got you know, uh, uh, if it's only if you know how to make soup beans and cornbread and stuff, come you know, people you know, share ideas, show share recipes, share seeds, you know, share you know whatever it is. That'd be great. That'd be great. But I, I'm, I'm trying to get the wheels rolling on this, and I need a lot of Well, you need, it needs to be someplace, too, where everybody's got access to. You uh-huh. know, have any, you know, I was kind of joking you could have it down my place, but I'd have to pull everybody out with a four-wheel drive to get them out of there. And that'd be fine, too. I mean, this it probably happened in, in the fall of the year. Well, we did that once at Tracy Jenkins. Uh, he had uh, festivals over on Red Lake, uh-huh. and there must have been 500 people there, and it started raining. Oh, no. You know, and I had my old 39 Dodge, old four-wheel drive, and they had a couple of farm tractors, and we spent up to about 3 o'clock in the morning pulling people out <laughs> there, you know, because you know, the water come up so quick that, yeah. you know, people were just drowned out there. I understand that, we're, but we're looking at going to, you know, Stanton Park or, or a field close to town or in town or, or yeah. something, you know. Just, just we're throwing ideas around. Well, if you can get it organized, you know, I'm, I'm sure somebody would, Stuff. Say hey, you know, try, how about here? You know, I've talked to you know three or four different people about it. They're all on board about it, and you know, so you know, 
usually uh, you know we'll, we'll throw ideas up and, and have a vote on it and and see what happens that's that's what we're trying to do right now yeah and stuff because during the winters when i i'm gonna try to have another solo class or something other go on so um just just trying to to get this stuff out here and trying to get people interested and, i kind of wish that that had worked out for maria here uh-huh. a couple years back what she wanted to do up there in jackson county you know teaching uh well it was going to be a, a woman's class you know to teach uh-huh. them how to you know work with hand tools to build and yeah yeah you know but that never did yeah never never came to fruition and stuff no nah, people don't want to do much anything not and, when it gets physical anyway yeah and so i'm i'm that's the people i'm looking for and stuff and and a lot of people you know just like we was talking before we come on the air so a lot of people think, well, I just live in a mobile home, or I just live in a, in a house, and I got a small yard, and I can't do nothing with it other than mow and stuff. There's tons and tons and tons of books out there of how to live completely, sufficiently on a quarter acre of land. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of dirt. And stuff. If, if you can only grow tomatoes and stuff, well, guess what? You know them tomatoes are what kind of soil they's grown in what kind of pesticides if you use yeah. any at all on them uh, what kind of seeds they are what kind of tomatoes they are well just get a good herbal garden going at least you have something that you medicine you know to uh-huh. keep your body healthy and, and a lot of you know herbalists are coming they've always been around and stuff my dad's kind of an herbalist and uh, a lot of other people i know talk about taking different medicinal stuff and growing it i have elderberries and stuff i have a farm full of elderberries yeah i got a bunch of them too (laughs) and uh they grow rapidly rampantly all over the place yeah they're basically a weed and uh a lot of people are like oh man i'd love to have some trees contact me i will give you trees i'll give i'll give you clippings well i had a i had a gazillion of them come up my compost barrel here what two years ago a year ago yeah yeah from the seeds where i you know i can some and so uh you know that's what we're trying to do well i had a neighbor he's he's gone now you know but he he growed on his back porch in five gallon buckets and he put potatoes he cut holes in the bottom of the buckets and he put potatoes in the bottom of the bucket and he had tomato plants on the top so it was it, they were hanging on his back porch <coughs> but it was growing tomatoes out of the top and growing potatoes out of the bottom yeah that's cool you know so when come harvest time he just pulled the pulled the everything out of there and he had a bucket full of potatoes and but uh, uh, it didn't take up very much room at all. You know? Yeah, I, I was kind of trying to restrain the thought for a second. But so the medicinal stuff, you know, uh, I'm always reading about different plants to make medicines with. Elderberries, one of them. Oh, that's the number one. And, and they're easy to grow. I'm drinking some right now. And uh, uh, they're easy to fix. There's different ways that you can fix them. You can put them in gelatin. You can put them in just raw uh liquid you can put them in uh broths you can put well they don't make jam they don't make well they make a jelly but they don't last long right well the jelly you know ain't got the seeds in there yeah don't have the seed and so i you know one thing about the elderberries and so i found out that when you cut the uh berries off the plant stuff you you know you got them in a bushel form and stuff if you freeze them for 24 hours and stuff and then you shake them 
the stems and stuff come out of the berries. Well, cool. And then you don't have to sit there and try to yeah, pick all the stems got, you, out because right. you'll have a million mm-hmm. little stems in there, and they, time times of the essence. Well, they they are kind of time consuming when you when you try to separate them all. You know, get them to use them. You know, and stuff. And so that's one thing I, <laughs> I learned the other or a couple of years ago when I did the elderberry syrups and stuff was you freeze them for twenty four hours and then shake them and the stems just fall off. Well, that stuff. So that you know, that's one thing. Well, from now on, when you know, I, I harvest mine. I'm not going to try to make jams or jellies. I'm just going to cook them down for the juice, because I've been using the juice in my switchel. Yeah. You know, and it really adds a flavor to it, and then plus it's just making it that much healthier. Mm-hmm. Like right now, what I'm, I'm sipping on here is, is green tea, green tea and switchel mixed together, and it makes a good beverage. Yeah. So, yeah, so I do the the V8 juices. Got the green tea and the white teas in them. Mm-hmm. And stuff. I'm only running about quarter throttle today from all the hard work I've done this week on the greenhouses and stuff. So yeah, well, that's probably a bit of mental stress there too. You know, you're talking about it. Yeah, I've been working at it pretty hard myself this week. I I got down my shoulder blades the other day and it, I was I was hurting. I was having a hard time, but it's I'm over that now. But I don't know what kind of shape Monday morning I'm. <laughs> I need to just rest up all weekend, but I can't do that. Yeah. You know, I'm up at four four thirty every morning. I don't care daylight savings times or what. You know, I'm. Yeah. And uh, you know, the funny is you brought that up and stuff. So when we sprung forward, I'm not nearly as tired as I am when I fall back. Well, if you're going by the clock, you know. And stuff, but uh, so, seems like I eat less and drink more water and stuff, and then have more energy when I spring forward than. I do when I fall back. So. Well, you know, I've got my time that I normally go to bed, and in the wintertime it's a lot earlier, and it takes me a while to acclimate to the longer days. You know, I'm, okay, my favorite TV show is coming on. i got to kick back and get ready for that, get the pig newtons out and blah, blah, blah. You know, and I go, <laughs> wait a minute. You know, <laughs> i got to go outside and do some more stuff. I can't just, you yeah. know. So it takes me a while to get uh, back on that schedule, you know. the uh-huh. And that's where, you know, once the garden comes in and the mowing's, you know, ready, you know, I, I can take up all that evening time with that. And yeah. And right now there's really not much to do in the evenings, you know. No, there's not. Uh, so we, we're, we're trying to get the greenhouse done and stuff. I'm still in the wood shop because uh, normally this time of year I'm starting to exit the, the wood shop because it is warming up and everything. Get my sign made, Lloyd. I was thinking about that the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I was in there, and I'm I'm trying to source wood right now because I'm actually running out of wood. Paul gave me a bunch before we came on today, and uh, uh, we're we sitting there scratching our head on one of them. Is it red oak? Is it white oak? Is it beech? You know, or we don't know, you know. Yeah, we don't know. It's petrified, whatever it is. And stuff, probably 100 years old and stuff, but uh, uh, I, I have sold a bunch of spoons lately sold a couple pens and a couple bottle openers and stuff like that and Teresa said stop stop selling stuff because we are going to do a uh, yard sale fair something other in the fall so you need to stock up so I need to stock up on on some of my stuff and so I've got all all the mechanisms and stuff ordered a lot of them are here already but I'm, you know, I'm sourcing the wood now, and I've, I've got plenty of red oak, and I'm looking for like curly maple and stuff like that to make some more spoons with. 
But she said, stop. You're not allowed to make, sell it no more, but you got to make up. So I'm mm-hmm. trying. You have to keep on working, though. i got to keep on working now to, to get my. Well, I found something the other day I forgot I had. My mother and I, back when I was 15, 16 years old up in Pennsylvania, we started a little little thing called Laurel Creations uh-huh. and made glass enamel jewelry, earrings and bracelets and stuff. You know, where you take copper, you know, and you melt glass on it. Oh, really? And do different designs because you had different colors of glass, you know, ground up little pieces of glass and little uh-huh. slivers of glass, put it in a kiln and melt it in there. I found a bunch of that. Well, that's cool. You know, it was still on the little tags that said Laurel Creations. Huh. You know, that's as far out. Yeah. We, we went to the uh, last weekend stuff. Teresa and I went over to Alltech Arena there to Kentucky Horse Park and did the Kentucky Arts Council uh 2024 show and the reason i love going to the shows like that and because it kind of uh lets you know where your prices are compared to other people's right. prices and and, and so the quality of the stuff the too. quality of stuff and <clears throat> and so we walked around it we, we probably got walked it in about an hour and a half and we stopped at a bunch of booths and there's a lot of cool stuff out there uh, Teresa's a photographer. I'm the spoon maker, pen maker, wood wood turner, whatever. And uh, there was a lady there that was doing stained glass, gorgeous stained glass, beautiful put together. Well, that, that's an art, right Leaded there. and stuff. You know, if you've listened to me in the past and stuff, I would like to do stained glass. Well, see, that's what Maria was. You know, she was professional. And uh, there, and Teresa was looking up online the other day. There's an art studio in Lexington that gives out classes for people that wants to do stained glass. And you can uh, go. It's a 10-hour session or a 6-hour session or something other. And you make you bring home what you make and everything. Oh, that's, that'd be it, cool. It's got a nice little price tag on it, but that stuff's expensive anyways. Mm-hmm. But uh, so as we're wa- walking through the uh, arts fair... And stuff, a lot of cool um, artsy stuff coming out. Uh, you know, all this laser etching and stuff that you can buy these. You know, these lasers that cost a lot of money. Uh, I would love to have one. As I don't make that kind of money yet, and so uh, it's on a wish list. You know, one of these days. Mm-hmm. But uh, they had a guy there. He made a lot of spoons, but he I. He used machines to, to make his spoons and stuff because you can tell you can tell a hand carved. Well, they had little routers and you know yeah he's dremels and dremels and stuff. You know to where I do a hand carving and stuff. And you can, mine's got gashes in it and it's not completely sanded down and everything. But his you know his spoons would be they're all wood. They all looked awesome and stuff. The the actual bowl of the uh, spoons were wood and then the handles would be you know, collared or something like that. And, and it was cool looking. And he's selling, you know, low end was like 40 bucks and everything. And I was like, still looks good. I mean. Well, you got to figure what you're going to pay yourself in that shop per uh, hour. Yeah. And, and that's true. And so, uh, photographers there. So you, you buy prints, you know, you got your large prints and everything, you got your small prints. And, uh, now the new thing is printing on, uh, stainless steel, uh, printing on aluminum sheets, plenty, uh, printing on glass, and it gives it a completely different dimension when you're looking at it because it's, you know, it's it's glaring back at you and stuff. Your reflection is glaring off the glass or yeah, cool. off the light and everything. Really cool 
stuff that you know technology you know that these people use nowadays jewelry and stuff you know the, the all these different metals and stuff that they use for the jewelry and and the yeah. different stained glasses and i wonder i wonder what santa claus thinks you know, look at what these kids want now. I'm gonna have to get a whole new bunch of elves up here. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have laptops to make this stuff with. And so we we walked around. Uh, you know, they had a bunch of bourbon barrel uh, people that took barrels apart and made different furniture mm-hmm. with them. Yeah, I've seen some of that. Uh, some of the tower lights were made out of beautiful. Yeah, I was, I was going to make some bar stools out of uh, and, barrels. And they are, you know, they some really crafty artsy people around here and stuff that know what they're doing and love what they do because you can see it in their work yeah and everything so well, uh, i found out just about everybody you know and most and a lot of these people don't even know themselves have a talent somewhere have oh, a yeah. crafty talent uh-huh. you know they might just sit around and piddle around all the time you know but if they if they were to expand on that you know they really have something going there and they don't really know because they don't have a, they don't have anybody encouraging them and you yeah know. and th- you know it's one guy he had tables and tables and shelves full of uh wooden toys and stuff that he'd made and stuff. Gorgeous work. I mean, absolutely just gorgeous. Yeah, I knew a guy did that uh, once. Toy, I mean, he had bulldozers to little simple trucks to, uh, you name it, he had it and he was good at it. Probably couldn't afford toys when he was a kid. And just... Probably and stuff. He's, he's an older gentleman and stuff. And, you know, that's what he probably grew up with and stuff, you know. So, you know, it's just one of those things. But uh, uh, the next booth would be. You know, jewelry or, or, you know, the stained glass, uh, the spoons. People are taking spoons, making them, make, make them wind chimes and stuff out of them. I tried that. I'm, I've not made it very far with it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll stick to the wood part. But What were you saying about that? You know, a boy probably just grew up with the little wooden toys. Well, that makes sense with me then, why I was always good with logs and, and rocks. Yeah. Because yeah. all I had was sticks and rocks to play with when I was a kid. So I know. The beginning of time was rough back then, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> you, know, you know, God was just getting done making dirt, you know. <laughs> okay. Get a little redhead down there, give him some sticks and some rocks to play with. You know? <laughs> all right. Yeah. But uh, so so we went to the show and everything. It turned out it was a, it was a really good, just a really good show. Yeah, and stuff and 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 so you know we 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 thoroughly enjoyed it. It, yeah. it was a good time for me and Teresa. That's the first time in four years that me and Teresa went and done something by herself that was not work related or uh, radio related. Well, cool and stuff. It's the first time you know mom come over watch Bub. We went, done the show, went out and ate. Uh, so you didn't really have to think about what you were going to, you know. Yeah. It's just like it was all, you know. And stuff. We went to that uh, uh, Half Price Books and everything. I love reading anyway. She does too. And so we'd go through and check out all the titles and stuff at Half Price Books. And uh, we always have to wind up getting Bubby a book and stuff. And then she's like, well, are you ready to go back home? You know, it's been the front, you know, longest time we've ever been without Bub. And stuff, and I was like, hey, "Yeah, man, we probably need to give mom a break anyway." So uh, yeah. we we headed on back to Mount Starting and stuff. That was the first time in four years that it was just me and her. So how old is the boy now? He's four years old. Now. Four years old, and uh, so <coughs> so he's becoming very aware of everything. He is, he is very aware. He is uh, so we have baby gates up all over our house. 
uh, for not just him, but the dog too. Yeah. And uh, he has learned how to open those baby gates. Oh, now. you know he has, you know. And uh, so I was outside working uh, last night and stuff, and I look up, and he's in the bathroom window waving at me and everything. So I'm sitting there talking to him, and I'm like, Bubby, how did you get out? Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. My grandparents used to look after me quite a bit, you know, and they had an apartment up there in Leganer, up upstairs apartment, and Grandpa had his store downstairs. He uh -huh. sold uh, paint supplies, and they did, in the back room, they did upholstery, and you know, they sold wallpaper and everything. It was a real steep staircase, went down from the little dining room in the apartment down into the, well, I come falling down them steps, tumbled all the way down, you know. Or well, here come Grandpa, was the first one to get me, you know, and I was all right. So they put up a, a gate up there, a baby gate. Uh -huh. Well, I remember it was like the next day, I opened the gate and come walking down the steps, and Grandpa just shook his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I didn't come tumbling down. Yeah, you know? that, that's, that's where Bubby's at now and stuff. He's at... So everybody's, you know, you hear about the 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 terrible twos and the the extraordinary threes and the horrible fours, <laughs> and the fours don't have nothing on the twos and threes. We are here to tell you, the twos and threes were easy for Bubby. Well, you can still control him, you know. And stuff. The fours are a little trying at times. Well, he can he can maneuver around real well, you know. He's articulate. He can maneuver <laughs> around. He he he's. Understanding what you're saying more, mm -hmm. you're understanding what he's saying more, mm -hmm. and he still has all these emotions that he's trying to get out there, and having trouble getting him out there sometimes. And well, he probably still remembers a lot of back when he was real young, you know. And, who knows? But yeah. uh, you know that could be true. I mean, you know, who knows? But uh, uh, so I don't know. He he's uh, been starting to become very independent. That stuff. So he's so, a little man now. Yeah, he is, and uh, but he's he's funny and everything. So he's, I wonder he's got what really good. Sense I wonder what age you, they really become when the parents start saying, "Now, young man." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We 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 about right there. We we getting close. That <laughs> mm -hmm. stuff. We're 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 trying to get him registered for preschool right now, and uh, so he'll he he should start attending preschool in the fall. Well, that'll be good for him, you know, because he get that interaction with other children. And yeah, you know, he is a COVID baby and stuff. He was born during the COVID pandemic, well, and so uh, he was not around a lot of other kids and stuff because COVID parents, you know, right? Yeah, pull, pull, everybody just scared and paranoid, you know. Yeah, that. there for a couple of years and everything, and so you know. He's going to be out and around a lot more kids. Well, stuff. that interaction between children is absolutely necessary. Uh, it is and stuff. People are not meant to be alone and stuff. No. Even, no. even though you can think about, oh, I'd only like to have a cabin out in the middle of the woods with nobody around me and stuff. No, you still got to go to the grocery store. You got to go to the hardware store. You got to go, you know, you got to interact with people. people. Yeah. Right. And stuff. You just don't want to be around millions of people. You just, no, you go nuts, you know. You your, dog, your dog gets tired of listening to you after yeah. a while. Yeah. And stuff, you know. We all have that dream. Paul lives it, but you know, Paul be first hand stuff. He's got to talk to people. I mean, yeah, and stuff. Paul texts me almost every day and stuff, and and we go back and forth and stuff. So. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not hiding from anybody. It's yeah. just I like the peace and quiet when I shut, go in the house at night. I, you know, other than four wheelers like climbing the side of my house coming down the hill, but you know, it's like yeah, and stuff. So you know, that's it, oh, that thing. So yeah. 
Paul, what else can we talk about? Recently? Well, I don't know. I just wish it'd stay one temperature out there for a while so I could get... I've got some stuff planted in the garden. I've got uh, one beet patch planted, and I've got uh, some onions planted. None of that's coming up yet. And, and I stopped over here at Ace and got some more beet seeds. The Ace Hardware in Irvine has not got their seeds in. Oh, really? But they got them well, over they, here. Well, they had a problem with that last year, didn't they? Well, I, you know, it's just new Ace Hardware over there. It used to be um, uh, True Value, and yeah. I don't know what the story is. But, you know, every year they got a new girl over here at the Ace Hardware here in Stanton, and I, I pull the same trick on them, and they fall for it every time. You know, I'm back here looking at the seeds, and one of them young girls comes over and says, May I help you? Yes, I'm having trouble finding the seeds I want. And she says, well, what do you want? And I said, uh, Fig Newton and chocolate pudding seeds. <laughs> and they'll start looking. You know? <laughs> and, you know. You know. And one of these days, they might pop up here. Here they are. You know, that'd be great. Well, you know, Teresa, so. That'd keep me out of the grocery store. Uh, when me and Teresa first started dating and stuff, she liked to use the big tomatoes for fried green tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And she said, won't you plant some green tomatoes <laughs> so I can have some fried green tomatoes? And she actually thought that's the way it worked? She, she, that's what okay. she thought. <laughs> okay, not making fun of her or nothing. Well, might as well. A lot of people <laughs> think that. And so, guess what? Nowadays, you can get tomatoes that don't ripen. Well. They stay green. So you can have fried green tomatoes all year long and stuff and not just you know when they're uh before they turn red and stuff you know it's one of those hybrid things and and some people try to shy away from that well, maybe she was just being pro prophetic you know like, yeah. could could have been and stuff don't think so but uh but nowadays you can get uh hybrid oh i'm sure they tomatoes. got everything now you know oh yeah i don't know if i'd want to eat it but it's just one of those things. Yeah, because they 